All right, here we go. My name's Jeff Kay, and you're listening to episode 352 of the world-famous West Virginia Surf Report podcast. Life has a way of getting away from me every once in a while. I don't know. I, don't, I can't really foresee. I can't see it in advance. It just kind of hits me every once in a while. When I got back from West Virginia, which I talked about last time, I talked about the trip to see my parents. That was on the Patreon episode 351. If you're not subscribed, I don't tell you. Can't hear it. Can't hear about my wonderful tri- <laughs> trip to the homeland. But uh, if you are... Subscribed at $4 a month or more, you can go listen to it right now. But anyway, after I got back, I, I, I came back from that trip. I took the entire week off. I came back and I recorded an episode, the Patreon episode, and then I went back to work. And it's been pure chaos since then. It has been, I can't even do anything. I can't get anything done. And, uh, you know, I've been gone a while, and I apologize for that. When I came, when I went back to work, you know, I had my, I had my email set up that said, I'm not going to be here. You know, one of those, you know, autoresponder type deals, you know, the, 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 whatever you call them, where somebody sends me an email, you get a, they get a, I get an email back saying, uh, yeah, Jeff's not, don't bother, because he, he's not going to be here. He's not going to be here for a long time. I had that set up in, you know, in hopes that it would cut down on some of the email. Oh, oh, that's a laugh. So when I went back, I had 2542. That was the number of emails I had, 2,542. And that sucks. I mean, most of it's stuff that can just be dismissed immediately. But it takes, it took me a day and a half of just going through that, just going through the email and, uh, all that trying to get that shit under under control it's maddening i mean it's maddening and then i've been gone for a while so i got yeah you know, i got my boss telling you know bringing me up to date i got the employees coming to me with with their with their issues i got uh i i got the leads talking to me about what you know what's going on i got there's a guy from chicago that came and was going to spend the week with us i, I got him um, we went out to lunch one day with him me and my boss and my counterpart um, which is fine. It was fun, but it just, all this stuff just takes time. I, and I have to go into work early because this guy's in town. It's just destroying my entire podcasting career. <laughs> you know, that's right, career. It's destroying. My whole life's been upended with the chaos and the cra- craziness. And I took him out to dinner. Uh, my boss was like, uh, take him out to dinner one night, you know, just the two of you. We, you know, we got to keep him entertained. <laughs> I don't know if she said that, but, you know. You know, we got to be good hosts. So I took him. We went out to dinner one night. You know, and and I don't know. There's just a lot of stuff going on. There's just a lot of a lot of stuff going on, and I got I'm off track, drastically off track. I apologize. Today is my attempt to get back on track, and uh, you know, bear with me. Thank you guys for being so patient. Um, 
I did all before we get it, get started. Remember, I told you about that whole ordeal with uh, Amazon Canada. Yeah, where I, I was trying to order, I had had some credits. I had like ninety dollars worth of credits, or eighty, I don't know, eighty or ninety dollars. And um, I can't remember now because of because of, because of the the dementia. But um, I can't remember. But um, I had 80, 90 bucks sitting on account in there because I, I, I get a little bit of money here and there through my website because I have an, a, a, an affiliates account with the Amazon Canada. So, you know, I don't know what to – every time I go on there, it shows that there's nothing I can order not, – nothing I can order that can be shipped to my house. I mean, I've ordered tons of stuff from them in the past, but now every single item says cannot be shipped. I told you that whole story. It, it was a, it was crazy. I had to call. I, I talked to something like I don't know ten different people at, at Amazon, and, and none of them could give me a straight answer on what what the hell was going on. And I was getting the runaround. They just kept passing me off to different people. The first time I talked to them, I think I talked to six people or something like that. I'm not, that's not even an exaggeration. And then I talked to them a couple more. Anyway, I couldn't figure out. I couldn't. And I was on here bitching about it. I had a, a, a guy, John Burke is his name, Johnny Burke. He, he emailed me and he said, hey, I live in Canada. Maybe you can have it shipped to my house and then I'll send it on to you. You know, I was like, that sounds good. I asked a guy I work with he, who goes up to Canada because where the company that I work for is having some big giant piece of equipment built in Canada, you know, and it's like a, a years long project. So he goes up there regularly. I said, "Hey, can I have something sent to the something sent to that facility, and um, maybe you could just like mule it back into the United States for me, <laughs> you know." Because apparently you can only ship stuff within Canada now. You can't ship stuff worldwide. You know, if you want to ship stuff stuff worldwide, you have to go through Amazon.com. You can't go to Amazon.ca. They only ship within Canada. That's the problem. That's why. But nobody actually told me that. I had to figure that out on myself on, on my own. Nobody told me that. Nobody said in any of these many conversations I had that we don't ship uh, outside Canada. I mean, I would have answered the question. So anyway, I asked this guy. I said, you're up in Canada all the time. I could send that thing to the facility to your attention, and you stick it in your uh, stick it in your luggage and bring it back. It's a replacements box set, you know. It's for this album of theirs called Tim, and it's a uh, it's like four CDs and, a, and an LP, and it's just got. I mean, you know, it's a must own. I'm a, I'm a huge replacements fan. I got ninety bucks sitting on account. You know, why should I have to pay out of my pocket for it if I can get it for free from the f- with these credits, right? <sighs> the whole thing's frustrating. So um, I asked him if he would do that, and he was like, I don't know. I mean, <sighs> clearly, cl- wildly uncomfortable with the whole thing. I don't know if he thinks he's going to get arrested trying to enter the, enter the back into the country. You know, Homeland Security is going to take him, you know, and nobody will hear from him again. I don't know. Clearly, he didn't want to do it. I said, all right, well, he was, I don't know, maybe I can do it next time. Uh, you know, let's let's talk about it more, like kicking the can down the road. I said, all right. So then I get an email from John Burke, Johnny Burke. Uh, he tells me, he makes me that offer. I said, I'll send you some money for the, you know, I'll send, send you some money for the for the uh, postage. You know, you're going to have to ship it from Canada to the United States. 
And uh, he goes, no, 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 it's on me. No, I tried. I tried to give him some money, and uh, he's cool. He did it. The thing arrived at his house. He shipped it off to me the next day or so, and it arrived in one piece, perfect, you know. And um, so that was huge, and I appreciate that. And um, that's the that's the power of the surf report, man. He he he's a surf reporter. He, he listens to the podcast. That's you know, that's where he heard my bitching. <laughs> my bitching paid off for once. But thank you, man. I I I sincerely appreciate that. That is awesome. It um it arrived safely and uh, in perfect condition. And now I have all the replacements box sets. They have a lot of box sets. That's a lot of, you know, a band that had no hit songs. They had like four or five box sets. I don't know how this happens, but uh, clearly they have fans. I saw them, uh, the first time I ever saw them was in, I, don't, I think it was 86, I think, I, I believe, in, uh, uh, in Raleigh, North Carolina. Fantastic. I mean, that thing was like... I mean, that was one of those shows where you walk into the room and there's electricity in there. You know, you don't know. I mean, anything's possible with this band, you know. There were other musicians in the audience. There were, like, uh, underground rock stars, you know, milling about in there. It was great. It was, was like, one of those things you're like, when you're there, I mean, especially me, coming fresh out of West Virginia, and have access to anything, anything that cool, no way. So to me, and I love that band, and um, I'd never seen them before, and um, you know, it just it was like unbelievable. It's like one of those things that I'll, the whole time I was like, I can't believe I'm seeing this. I can't believe that I'm witnessing this right in front of my eyes. <laughs> Great. And then I saw him again at um, also in Raleigh. Tommy Keen opened. Tommy Keene, if you're familiar with him, great. Passed away, unfortunately. Um, and then I saw him twice in Atlanta during their during their uh, final tour, I think. Back, you know, all shook down. They played two nights at the uh, center stage. Saw him there. So I saw him four times when, during their original run. And I saw Paul Westerberg, which is the lead singer, many times. Solo, and I saw Bash and Pop, which is Tommy Stinson's band after the replacements broke up. And then I saw the replacements reunion tour with my kids. I took my kids there to Philly at this outdoor, this outdoor concert, and that shit was crazy. <laughs> I mean, they were never they were never popular, you know. I mean. Critics loved them, and the hipsters loved them. They were never on the radio, you know. They didn't know that nobody knows who they are, you know. The general population, huge crowd. It was on the riverbank, and it, the the crowd went all the way from the stage to the river. There was like no breathing room. If you were if you were uh, you know, if you didn't like enclosed spaces or whatever, you, you'd probably be freaking out in that place, you know. And it was unbelievable. It was like people of all ages. It wasn't like old people. It wasn't just old people like me. It was a bunch of young people. Everybody knew the songs. Everybody knew the words of every song. This band never any hits. And there's like five box sets or something, four or five box sets. And it was a band that never had a hit song. Anyway, 
one of my favorite bands, and um, I love them, and uh, I appreciate it, John, for your help with that. I, I do appreciate that. I've been cleaning the bunker here. The bunker is a small little room. It's actually a uh, walk-in closet, if you can believe it. It actually has the, 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 the you know, where you hang your clothes, like the pole, it's still hanging in here. It's right above my head. So I turned it into an office. The person that we, when we bought this house, it was it was an office as well. The woman that, um, one of, the woman that lived here, had it set up like an office too. I can tell you what, my version of the office is a lot more cool than hers. But anyway, I, I use it as my office. It's the it's the surf report bunker, and um, it gets messy. I think it's been probably a couple years. I mean, I, I'm not proud of this couple of years that I gave it like a deep cleaning, like where I got everything out of here. I had a, There was a mound of stuff in the floor right beside where I sit. A lot of it, I don't know, it just collects. I don't know how, I, I don't know what it is. It's just a bunch of crap. Some of it's not crap. Some of it's good stuff. Some of it's stuff that my friend Steve gives me. Like Steve is one of these guys who goes around, whenever he sees something that somebody, uh, might like he buys it for him which is nice i love it i mean he, he's a nice guy he does it like I, i'll be with him somewhere and he'll say uh oh i know so and so would love that and he'll buy, he'll buy it for him so he gives me a lot of stuff mostly baseball uh baseball themed you know and then and there's a whole bunch of other stuff there's like mail and you know just stuff that collects stuff just collects you know and it's dusty in here and there's just stuff everywhere it's a it's a disaster and it gets out of hand so fast. I don't know how. Like every time I clean it up, it, it's a it's a giant ordeal. And I say I'm going to maintain it. I'm going to stay on top of it. And then fast forward three months, it's a mess. You know, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, I've been work. Last weekend, I worked on it like long hours, and I threw away. I mean, I had a, a trash bag just maxed out, and I went and bought a tote. I started toting stuff up. I'm going to put it in the basement. I still have a little bit to do. I'm gonna finish it this weekend. It's a disaster, but um, it's it looks a lot better now. I'm getting there. I'm, I'm getting there. But uh, this room, it's a small room, but Mister, it was loaded up, loaded up with tchotchkes. <laughs> so um, you know, I think by tomorrow afternoon I'll have it done. I'm gonna I'm gonna dust this thing down. I'm gonna vacuum in here. I'm gonna tote box up as much as I can and get it out of here. I already threw away a ton of stuff, and and I'm going to start the process all over again. And I'm going to say, I'm not, I'm going to stay on top of it this time. I'm not going to allow it to get out of hand. And I'm going to, I'm going to mean it. Oh, I'm going to mean it. And then it won't, it won't do, you know, and then the cycle begins, you know. I mean, I'm very sincere, you know. I went to Cooperstown, New York, uh, Thursday, this past Thursday. I wanted to take Thursday and Friday off work. I got a ton of PTO, paid time off that I need to use before the end of the year. And we're getting to the end of the year. My my counterpart, my boss, have a lot of the Thursdays and Fridays tied up. And um, I don't know. I don't know how I'm supposed to use them. But, I, I mean, I, f- I finally figured it out. But um, I said, uh, this was like Monday my bo- or Tuesday or whatever. My boss said, uh, Hey, I want you to put all the the days off on the calendar. Whatever you're going to take for the rest of the year, I want them on the calendar. Can you do it before you before you go home today? I said, I guess. I mean, I don't. 
I said, I'm just going to have to pick random days because I don't have anything scheduled or anything. She goes, yeah, whatever. Just put them up there. So I put them up there, and I, and I was thinking, I want to go to the Baseball Hall of Fame. You know, I want to go to the Baseball Hall of Fame before the winter. And um, I thought, shit, just do it Thursday. I can't take Friday because she already had it off. But um, I could take Thursday off. So I did. I put it on thir- put uh, just on a whim. I just put my name up on the on the Thursday, and I took it off. I went down or drove up, I should say, Cooperstown, New York's two hours and fifteen minutes from here, and it was fun. You know, it's beautiful. I mean, there's fall collars. You know, I drove up there. I went by myself. I'm, I think that's in fact. I know it's the first time I've ever ever gone up there by myself. I, I I've been saying for like two years. I want to go up there by myself sometime. I want to be able to just, I mean, I'm not criticizing anybody, but um, I like the thought of just going in there and spending as much time as I want looking at whatever I want. I don't want to be, I don't want any, but I don't want any social pressure to speed through there or uh, not look at something I want to look at. You know, I kept telling Tony I was going to do that and she kept saying, do it, you know, and I never did. So I went, I went up there by myself, first time. I uh, parked. You know, Cooperstown's this nice, quaint little town. You know, it's a, it's a small little town, upstate New York. Awesome. It's all baseball-themed. It's the birthplace. Uh, that, that's the legend, anyway, the birthplace of uh, baseball. And um, so I parked on Main Street there. It's literally called Main Street. <sighs> and... Um, I was starving, so I went to, uh, I'd already done some uh, reconnaissance. I figured I was going to, I decided where I was going to have lunch. So I went to this place called the Double Day Cafe. Excellent. Really good. You know, I mean, it's a bar, but um, restaurant type thing, you know, sandwiches, that kind of stuff. I sat at the bar. I didn't drink anything because it was like noon, you know. And, um, but I, 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 uh, I had a burger, like a bacon cheeseburger, fries, and root beer, right? So then um, it was very good. Everybody's friendly in there. You know, the triples, it, the whole the whole day was kicking off on the right on, on the right foot. And then she ran my card, my bank card, and it said, uh, I'm sorry, this was denied. I'm like, what? What do you mean? I don't know it was denied. I tried it twice. It didn't go through. I said, what the shit's that? She goes, I don't know. I said, I said, well, uh, that's not, you know, <laughs> that's no good. I'm going to have to pay to get into the Hall of Fame. Too. I mean, they, thinking, what the hell's going on? I know there's money. and There's plenty of money in there. It's not that. I said, do you mind if I call my bank and see if we can get this straightened out? And she goes, oh, do whatever. I mean, I have credit cards, but I, I, that's not, that wasn't the plan. You know, that wasn't the plan. It irritates me when shit like this happens. So I call, I call my bank, which is in Hollywood, California. We, 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 when we moved to California, we, we got hooked up with this, uh, with this uh, credit union that we really like. And I still like them. And, I, and when we moved here, we were like, oh, man, we're going to have to give up the credit union. I said, why is that? You know, it's just global now. There's no, uh, you don't have to be close to your bank to bank with somebody she was like yeah Tony was like yeah that's right so we stuck with them we still have them <sighs> that was in 2000 when we moved here still use uh, our bank in uh, it's in Hollywood California so anyway so I called them and um, 
the woman was like uh, asking me a thousand questions, you know. Uh, do you have a credit card attached to this account? I said, I don't know what the hell that means. It's my bank account. I don't know. No. I'd say the answer is no. I'm sitting at the bar. There's a bunch of people around me. Everybody knows I, my card's not working. It's embarrassing. And I tell her, I said, I'm sitting in a restaurant trying to pay for my lunch, and I can't pay for it, so could we get this thing rolling, you know? And she goes, sir, there are questions, a preliminary, you know. I'm like, oh, God, I'm freaking, oh. So, um, so we go through this whole thing, and, uh, and she goes, "Well, I've confirmed that there's no uh, that there's no hold on your account, and I've confirmed that you, the funds are there." I said, "Yeah, what, what's the problem?" She goes, "I don't know. Put you, can I put you on hold?" I said, "I need to get this thing taken care of. I, I'll be right back. I'll be let me, let me figure this out." She was relatively nice, but. Um, she came back and she goes, uh, can you have them try it now? So I had her try it again. It worked. And I said, what? I said, what happened? What What happened here? She goes, well, uh, <laughs> whoo. It was kind of our, it was our error, uh, an internal error here. It was, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we apologize for the, for the inconvenience and, uh, you know, sorry. <sighs> like, what the hell? What the hell's this? Wow, how could it just stop working? I use it all the time. I use it daily. I don't ever have cash. I use my bank card for everything. You know, so anyway, that was irritating. But um, I told that woman, I said, this, I told her the whole story. And she goes, yeah, it happens all the time. I'm like, well, it doesn't happen to me. It's annoying. God, it's irritating. Anyway, so then I went down to the Hall of Fame. It's right down the street, just a couple doors down. And I, uh, you know, I went in there, and it was great. It was fun. I went at my own pace. I went into the, uh, the, the and when you first go in, the guy goes, uh, the guy goes, start on the second floor, go to the third floor, and then come, then finish on the first floor. I'm like, yeah, I've been here like ten times. I understand how it works. I don't want to say that, but um, so I went up the second floor, and there it, it starts. It's like almost like a history of baseball. You walk through the door. Of the second floor, you know, displays or whatever, and it starts back in like 1839. It's, you know, that's where supposedly when baseball was invented in in Cooperstown. But it says on there, they have you know, there's a bunch of stuff you can read, and it says on there that it almost certainly did not get was not invented in Cooperstown, New York, <laughs> even though you know that's the legend. I mean, they admitted in there. And, um, but to have a ball in there that was one of the original Abner Doubleday, he was the one that supposedly invented baseball, one of the original balls that he had from 1839. That thing was like the size of a handball. It's small, black, and and the threads are like crisscross each other. It's like an X, you know? Like, how's that in, how's that in, how's that exist in this world from 1839, like a little baseball? And they have a letter on the wall of this old man who, uh, in 1905, he was an old man in 1905, says he remembers clearly Abner Doubleday inventing baseball in an open field in the middle of Cooperstown in, in 1839. He goes, it was either in the, uh, you know, I don't remember. It's, I don't know. It's like a long, it's typewritten. It's really long. 
and uh, he has all this detail if he remembers it. And this, this is basically confirming, because there was a lot of people questioning it, I guess, back in the day. However, Cooperstown is synonymous with the birth of baseball, and they did play, I guess, they did start playing baseball there in 1839. However, there were people prior to that playing it, apparently, you know. But it, it, it gained its... Uh, gained its prominence starting from that little town. So that stuff's fascinating to me. I love baseball. I love reading the history of of it and stuff. And the stuff they have in there, like how does this stuff exist in this world, you know? So 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 you go through the history of baseball basically on that first floor, or well, second floor. And then the third floor, it has this – when you walk through, it's all about the the stadiums. They have like a – that old turnstile from uh, the polo grounds in New York. They have like a, a home plate from Ebbets Field in um, in Brooklyn, and you can watch these short little films about the history of some of these these stadiums. It's got all this stuff in there, like signage and stuff. It's awesome. It's awesome. I love that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, there's, there's there's just so much there's there's a bunch of so much cool stuff in there. They even have a baseball card section in there where they have like these you know baseball cards from all from dating all the way back to the late to the 1800s to today. And um, I don't know, it's just fun. If you're a baseball fan, it's just like uh, it's like it's just fantastic. You know, um, I remember when I was a kid, we went there in the 70s, and uh, I was talking to my brother today about this. I said, "Do you remember that when we were when we went to Cooperstown in like '78 or whatever? What year it was? We were we were kids. Um, they had this phone. They had a, like a kids section. In my memory, this is the way I remember it. It was like a section just specifically for kids. And um, they had a telephone receiver. You pick it up. Babe Ruth's on there. It's like Babe Ruth's voice recorded. He's like, "Hey, hey, kids." It's Babe Ruth, the Bambino. Welcome to the hall. Unfortunately, I don't have too much longer to live. I have, I have the chronic cancer. But I don't want that to, 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 to ruin your day here at the Hall of Fame. A lot of our, a lot of my old friends are, 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 are mentioned here, and, I, and, 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 and they're all dead for the most part. But that, you know, that's a, that's just a part of life. Everybody's going to die, including your parents. So have a fun time, my friends. This is the babe. Check it out. <laughs> I'm not sure it's exactly. <laughs> I'm not sure that's exactly what it said, but it was something along those lines, and um, it like freaked me out. And even when I was a kid, I was like, "What the? We're we talking to the Babe Ruth from the Beyond? The guy died in like 1948 or 46 or something." That was weird, and they, that thing's long gone. They also have these, they used to have, and they're gone now. They used to have these metal boxes with a top you could open, and like uh, it would have smells of the ballpark. Like you could lift it up, <laughs> and it would be like hot dog smells. Like you could smell like a boiling hot dog, you know, hot dogs in, a, in boiling water or whatever. And then another one was like popcorn. And um, I don't know, I wish they would, I wish they would expand it and have like, uh, like the men's room at Scheib Park, Philly. You know, this is this is <laughs> lift this thing up and take a big whiff of this. This is like the exactly like the men's room, 1946, Scheib Park in Philadelphia. 
people had a different diet back in those days, so you could <laughs> you could tell you know there's a different uh, you know yeah you know what I'm saying, but um, I don't know. But those things are gone too. But there's all kinds of fun stuff in there. They have those baseball card machines where you can make your own baseball cards. And uh, me and Steve always go in there and goof around in those things. Last time we were there, it was a bunch of kids. But I, you know, uh, this time there it was fairly it was it was more crowded than, than I thought it would be. But it was mostly old people like me, you know. And they they were just like puttering around, like get move along, pops. God, I want to go in here and make faces and and and, and act like a fool in this baseball card machine, you know. And um, and there was this group of like I don't know. They looked like they're in their forties, somewhere in that neighborhood, and they were uh, they looked like the golf buddies or something. They were hanging around, causing me all kinds of problems, causing me a lot of strife. But finally, they cleared out, and I went in there and I I made uh, five sets of baseball cards, <coughs> emailed them to myself, and um, I'll, I'll share them at surfreportpod.com. Some of them, you know, you don't want to see all of them, but. Because I made, there's 30 cards. There's six, well, five sets of six, you know. And, um, you know, it's just goofiness. I'm just goofing around on the thing. So that's fun. I love, that's one of my favorite things about going there. (laughs) It's making those baseball cards. They also have this new thing where you can sit down and um, it turns it into, uh, you can take a picture of yourself and it turns it into like a fake uh, Hall of Fame plaque. So it makes it look like your face is a, in uh, uh, what is it? What is that stuff? Brass or what? No, whatever. Whatever the metal is, <laughs> I don't know. What am What am I? A metal metal earl? Metal earl? <laughs> oh God, I'm struggling, my friends. All right. So anyway, uh, I, that that one was not nearly as fun. But anyway, so then I went and looked at the plaques. You know, bronze. That's the word I'm looking for. Bronze. It makes it look like your face is in bronze, which is what the uh, all the plaques are. And uh, that's always fun to look at all those guys, the ones that have been elected to the Hall of Fame. It has the it has the class, the first class, which has five people, five players. The very first group that went in. It was Babe Ruth, Christy Mathewson, Honus Wagner, uh, Walter Johnson, Ty Cobb. That's off the top of my head. That's pretty impressive, huh? And then I have to go over and see, you know, pay homage to my favorite player of all time, Johnny Bench. I check out those early ones, early ones that are mind blowing, you know. And it's it's just you know you know it's, it's kind of a awe inspiring, you know, the the hall of plaques. The only problem was when I got down on that on that first floor where those plaques are. It's hot. Like really hot in there. I don't know what was going on. I don't know what was happening, but it was it was boiling hot. I was sweating. People were bitching. wasn't It wasn't just me bitching. I mean, I was bitching. <laughs> Make no bones about it. But I, there were others bitching as well. It was hot. Like really hot in there. And I went through the gift shop, of course. I mean, they have some cool stuff in there. What do I need any of that stuff for? I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's stuff in there, like, I wouldn't mind having that. Like, what am I going to do with it, really? And there was a cap, like a, a baseball cap that I kind of liked. to said Baseball Hall of Fame on it. said Cooperstown, New York on the back. It was a cool-looking cap. I would have bought it. I looked at it. It was 40 bucks. I said, nope. Not paying $40 for a baseball cap. 
mean, what the? I mean, I'd pay $22 for it. You know, that would have been a good price. I think that would be a fair price, $22. And um, it was it was 40 It was $39.99. Nope. So then I left. I went down to, to uh, I went down to to uh, Doubleday Field, which is the it's a baseball field now, but it was it was the field where Abner Doubleday, you know, laid out the original baseball diamond, you know, and that's where it all started. So I you know walked around that and it was cool. And then I went to uh, went to a grocery store see if there's any beer I could you know some New York local beer. I bought a couple of couple of things. Bought a 12-pack of, of something called Fiddlehead. Never heard of it before. Highly rated. And something else. Can't, I have no idea what it is. So those are in the fridge downstairs, chilling. And that was my day. That was my day at Cooperstown. It was fun. It was a good time. Good times. All right. Before we go here, I do have two phone calls. And um, this first one's from my good buddy, Eugene. Here it is. Hey, Jeff. It's Eugene, Peaches 36, Wheeler's Dog Podcast. Checking in again. It's been a while since I called in, but uh, your last one sort of really moved me in. Asshole or oblivious? I personally think it's a little bit of both. I think people are now so uh, self-absorbed. They live in their they live in their own little world. I know I've talked about this on Wheeler's Dog, but but seriously, I mean, you go to like Sam's Club, Walmart, anywhere, people just stop, put their just park their cart in the middle of the aisle. They don't care, you know. It's uh, it's it's their world. We just live in it. I've even been at uh, Sam's Club one time where we're waiting in line. There's a girl in front of me waiting in line. And then when she gets out, she's going to use the app, and she starts putting in her her credit card so she can use the app. It's like you sat there. During a fill-up, why couldn't you do that? So I think that people are just uh, either dumb, assholic, or oblivious, and maybe all of them. So that's just the way I feel about it. And by the way, I took your suggestion, talking about the HBO, I'm sorry, the Max TV series, Succession. Uh, my wife really enjoyed it, jumped in there. Uh, it took me a while to warm up to it, because usually i got to find somebody that I like in the series to kind of keep me interested, and everybody is just horrible. I didn't, I didn't have a favorite at all, and it wasn't until uh, episode nine in season one where it finally hooked me. And then now we're currently in season two, episode four. It just turned into a total comedy. I was laughing my ass off, especially uh, no no spoilers, uh, Roman and Jerry. So that just completely blew my mind. So anyway, just checking in, and we'll talk at you later. Bye. I like how you uh, I like how you say Eugene's Eugene from uh, Peaches Thirty Six. <laughs> I like that. That's excellent. Peaches Records Thirty Six Greensboro. We that's where we met Eugene and I back in the eighties. One of my best, one of my favorite jobs of all time. That was uh, that was fun. Well, I was there for four years. First three were among the best years of my, of my working career, and then the fourth year I was like, that sucks. <sighs> This is retail, and uh, all my good friends. You know, it's not something. You know, the luster has gone. You know. But anyway, um, by the way, I still remember the telephone number for that Peaches store, which has a is not not in existence, of course. Eight five two three nine two six. All right. Anyway, so um, so you're saying asshole or oblivious? Yes. 
I, I totally agree with you. I think it's a mixture. I agree with you. I think it's a mixture. I think that people are oblivious. And that is asshole. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I, don't, I think in most cases, and maybe I'm maybe I'm naive. I believe in most cases people are not trying to be assholes. Obviously, there are exceptions to that. But um, I think in most cases people are not trying to be assholes. They're just stuck, they got their heads stuck up their ass. They're just got you know they they are the center of the universe. And um, so they're not trying to, but they are being. And the fact that they are in, you know, not not conscious of that makes them assholes. <laughs> it's circular, like an asshole itself. It's circular. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that, that that's my theory on it. I, I mean, I don't think most people are just complete jerks. I just think they're selfish and self-centered. And you know, I, I went off on some diatribe this morning about. Uh, why the world's so screwed up? <laughs> I got it all figured out. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do that in the next one. But I got some theories on all this stuff. You know, I have a feeling I got I'm zeroed in on it. And um, yeah, I'll talk about it in the Patreon episode. But um, you know, I, I agree with you, Eugene. I think it's a it's a combination of both. And even if it is just oblivious, that makes you an asshole, right? Man. And um, Succession, <laughs> yeah, you're right. That that whole storyline about uh, uh, about Roman and Jerry, that, that's a mind blower. That's 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 bizarre. That show, I had I had the exact same experience with you. I mean, the thing is like you know critically acclaimed, and it's and it became over time one of the most popular TV shows in America or in the world, maybe. But I had a hard time with it at first. I was like, I don't know if I like this. <laughs> and you, it sounds like you had the exact same experience. I, I'm like, I don't know if I like this, you know. And then over time, it didn't take long. Maybe like half a se- half of the first season, I started getting into it, and I started getting into the rhythm of it, and I started to understand the the you know what this thing's all about. Fantastic. We only have one episode left. It's an hour and a half. I think we're going to watch it tonight. That'll be the end of it. Be at the very end of it. Another great showdown. So I'm glad you're enjoying it, Eugene. And I'm I'm with you on the Roman and Jerry story. That's weird, <laughs> but hilarious, like you say. Thanks for calling, Eugene. I appreciate it. And our next call is from Ian in Scotland, our old pal. Here it is. Hey, Jeff. Seen in Scotland here, driving my car back home. Uh, from Fife. So, your, uh, your your question, obnoxious or what was it, obnoxious or ignorant? I have no idea, but my sister said to me, if I come out of the States, there's a good chance I'll get shot. Because <laughs> um, I'm a reactor. Um, probably over-reactor, probably nuclear reactor. That's a good nuclear reactor um, I would say something man like what the fuck you know get the fucking way do you see me do you see me um, I would react I don't know how you keep a lid on it I'm amazed um, and the other thing the, the naked attraction show um, 
That makes me sad inside, deeply sad inside. It came out here, it has made on Channel 4, which used to be a good uh, channel, and now it sucks. Um, really cheap TV. Um, going for the lowest common denominator, you know, and um, yeah, it's a, a good reason for Scottish independence, I think. Um, but at the same time, another reason why we might not make it as a species. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it sucks. Terrible. Awful, awful TV. Um, so, yeah, there we go. Um, keep up the good work, mate. Bye. So, so the asshole or oblivious, that's what it is, asshole or oblivious, um, you, you would probably get punched or, or there would be, be some kind of a, a fight. <laughs> I could see that. I mean, I, I'm mouthy too. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, probably not up to your level. It sounds like, uh, you know, I, I don't want to get in any fights. I really don't, because I, you know, I wouldn't. Probably it wouldn't end well for me, because, uh, you know, for one thing, I'm I'm old, and another thing, I'm not in very good shape, and another thing, I'm a pussy. <laughs> Did I say that? Anyway, uh, but you know, I I I am mouthy too. I mean, I but you know. It, you know, people are people suck. You know, like you, like I walk. Where was I at yesterday? I don't know where. I was somewhere. And I, no, it was at the Hall of Fame. It was at the Hall of Fame at the Baseball Hall of Fame. And there was some guy there. I don't know. He worked there. He had he had like the the what do you call it the the polo shirt with the with the logo on it. He, he was an employee there. And I walked by him. And I said I said. I said hi to him. I said, "How you doing?" He just like looks at me. He doesn't. He doesn't respond at all. His expression doesn't change. He just stares back at me. I said, "How you doing?" He just looks at me. I mean, what the hell is that? What the what what in the shit's going on? I mean, and that happens all the time. Like you say stuff. You 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 nice to somebody. You you greet them in some way, and they just keep on walking. You know. Just walk right past you. Don't say a word. What the hell's that? <laughs> I mean, it's like, and I, I go, oh, nice, nice. You know, passive aggressive stuff like that. And um, but anyway, um, yeah, I hope you wouldn't get shot over here. You know, who knows? I mean, well, maybe. <laughs> it's always, I mean, I, you know, you never know. You know, you, know, you, you never know when you walk outside. Um, and then the naked attraction, <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, I, I, I like how you uh, said that it um, it justifies Scottish independence. <laughs> yeah, that thing sucks. I won't, I've still only watched one episode and a half, and I think I'm done with it. I don't need to see any more of that. You know, I, I don't want to see, see any more of that crap. I don't need to see any kind of, like, uh, schlongs, you know, on a... You know, on a game show, uh, my mom lo- loves those game shows. <laughs> I wonder what she thinks. She probably wouldn't. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't even know why. That, God, uh, she would. She doesn't like get. Uh, she doesn't like. What's that guy's name? That's the Family Feud guy. Oh, anyway. <laughs> if if the guy was naked up there, I don't know. All right, we're getting off on a track on a bad track here. Anyway. Um, yeah, I agree with you. That thing's terrible on every. I don't think I'm done with it. I mean, I, I watched one episode and I was like, ugh, 
This thing's terrible. And then I watched the second half of it, a second episode. I'm like, I'm done. Wash my hands. This thing's been on for four seasons. How in the hell? Who's watching this? <laughs> like, why would you want to watch more than one or two episodes of this thing? Ugh. I'm with you, Ian. I'm, I'm with you on that. Ugh. So anyway, thanks for calling in. Um, I appreciate it. I saw that picture of that bar that you work in, and um, that that was cool. I need to come over there and and have a couple of pints with you. Not I don't want you serving me, but I, I'd like to go into that bar, that that pub, and have a couple of pints with you. That'd be awesome. Let's do it sometime. All right. Well, thanks, thanks Eugene. Thanks for Ian for calling. I appreciate it. We're long on this one, but it's been a while. So, um, if you want two of these a week instead of a measly one, like that last episode where I talked about my trip to West Virginia, you can do it. Head on over to Patreon.com. It's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, <laughs> P-A-T, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Jeff K. I don't know. I'm, I'm all messed up. Sign up for a $4 or more monthly donation, you'll get an extra episode every week. Every time I, I do a main network episode, I do a Patreon episode. Full-length episode is just for patrons only, so if you want to double down on our, on our shows, you can do it today, patreon.com slash Jeff K. If you want to call in like Ian and Eugene did, the number, 570-290-8151. Again, 570-290-8151. Give me a call around the clock. Make a comment. Ask a question. You know, make a suggestion, what have you. And, uh, you know, it, it'll almost certainly be used in a future show. And surfreportpod.com is the home of, you know, that's, that's where our, our, our web, uh, the website for our podcast is. With expanded show notes, photographs, I'll, I'll share a couple of those baseball cards that I made in Cooperstown. Pure goofiness, nonsense and ridiculousness. That'll be at surfreportpod.com. And I think we're at the end of this thing. Thank you guys for listening. And until next time, which will be over on the Patreon side, hope you guys have yourselves a fine, fine day. I'll see you. Bye. Everybody's going to die, including your parents. So have a fun time, my friends.